Welcome to the Work Hard, Play Hard podcast. My name is Rob Murgatroyd, and I am a former doctor turned lifestyle entrepreneur. Each week, I interview some of the best minds on the planet on the science of achievement and the art of fulfillment. Today's episode is a mini-sode that we call Fried Dates with the Wife. In these mini-sodes, my wife Kim and I deconstruct the strategies that we've developed over the last decade to not only grow personally, but to turn our struggles into lessons and create fulfillment in all areas of our lives. Excuses are over. It's time to live. Let's dig into today's topic. All right, before we jump into this episode, I want to invite you to be considered for my Work Hard, Play Hard Mastermind by completing an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. So this mastermind is not like any mastermind you may have been to or heard of, I promise you. This mastermind is for six to seven figure entrepreneurs that are working too damn much and aren't taking the time to have amazing experiences around the world with an incredible tribe of people. So every 100 days or so, I drop you into new experiences that are specifically designed to elevate your thinking, to give you new ideas. Look, you get your best ideas not staring at a computer. And actually, this is the way high-level people really collaborate with each other. They do it over a glass of champagne, watching the sunset in the south of France. And we'll be doing things just like that. In fact, we'll be taking a vintage car ride through the French Riviera this summer. And we'll be truffle hunting in Florence in the fall, to name just a few of the experiences so that I can give you a feel for it. So if you are ready to do some fun stuff around the world and really, really want to level up your tribe in one shot, fill out an application at workhardplayhardmastermind.com. We'll jump on a call and we'll see if it's a good fit. All right, let's jump into today's episode. Well, Kimberly, I don't want a California King Murgatroyd. How are you? I'm right. That's how I am. I'm right about the California King. You want to know why? Oh, yes. I'm dying to know why. Why? Uh, Because contrary to your ignorant belief about the the Cal King being the the end-all be-all of your sleep crisis, it is actually less wide than a king bed. Mm -hmm. It's just longer, which let's be real, neither of us need. That's what she said. <laughs> so listen, uh, for the people that are listening which now- Which is basically anyone which is that's anybody hearing, who's, anybody hearing who's us. In, within earshot of this voice uh, all the way from uh, our last day in Montenegro, a lot of people have been reaching out and they've been asking us about network marketing. Now, as a rule, we kind of keep network marketing subjects, topics, other than sort of like, tangential, you know, using it where talking about it, where it applies. Yeah. This is not a network marketing show. We're not trying to sell anybody on network marketing. If it's not for you, it's not for you. But the subject has come up a lot because we are using uh, what we've created in the world of network marketing to be able to travel for four months through Europe. That's a big portion of our income. So we thought what we would do is we would dedicate this show to maybe answering some commonly asked questions about network marketing. And and in no way should the person listening to this be under the impression or guys that, you know, we're saying, hey, come join us. If it's not for you, it's not for you. But at least 
have the information. So yeah, so I've been I've been getting a ton of reach out from, you know, different people saying I listened to the podcast and I wasn't really sure what you did. I mean, I knew there was something with, you know, nutrition, network marketing, but they weren't really putting the pieces uh, together, like Rob said, because we don't make this the focus. But, you know, it's hard to keep that a secret when you've now replaced your income from your medical office. You know, now Rob was a chiropractor, had a medical office. We replaced that income in four years, three, four years with network marketing. And now we're doing this. So it's really kind of hard because right now, all the reach out I'm getting is, how can you guys afford to do this? It must be nice. Don't you love that? It must be nice. Yeah, we got a lot of of must be nice uh, sort of thing. So let's jump right into it. Kim, can you tell me, was there a particular moment for you that broke the camel's back where you're like, Fuck it. I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, I mean, I think we've probably talked about this before, but, you know, years ago after we had Sophia, I was not... My, my initial plan, as you'll remember, was I was going to take six weeks off and then I was going to come back into the clinic and work and hire a nanny and all of those things. And I don't know what I was thinking, but that was like, you know, I managed the clinic. I did all of our insurance. We didn't have someone else doing it. We were a family-run clinic. And, you know, I felt like the longer I was out, the more our income and our and our office would be impacted. So, you know, I had this idea and that, that I'd go back really fast. And then, you know, you put this little six-pound, 12-ounce baby in my arms. And within 14 seconds, I knew that that was not going to happen. And we had to find another way. And... I had watched my friends for three years build incredible incomes and, you know, really change their lives. It, not everybody wants to retire from a career, but what I found is some of my friends were using this to replace their current income and to create freedom and time freedom and financial freedom and do what they wanted to do. Other friends were using it as an additional income and they were doing things like, remodeling or building a new house or they were funding, you know, kids education or, you know, whatever. And then other people just were using this as like a savings or an oh shit fund or a fun fund and just taking vacations. And so I was watching my friends, a lot of them, because I, you know, I just had this whole crew of friends go into network marketing at the same time in one company. And you know, because of Rob being a chiropractor, we weren't so open to that side of it. You know, I love the products. I actually used the products for years before we ever began the business. But once I had that baby, you know, and I'm looking at all these people with their freedom and I'm going, I need to go back to work. I was like, oh, hell no, I'm not. We got to make, we got to figure something out. Why do you think that network marketing has stuck for you the way it has? Well, you know, that's a good question. Why is it stuck? Meaning like, why is it successful? Yeah. Okay. So, you know, I actually just had somebody reach out and ask me, you know, what, how could they really make sure they were successful in this? And the the answer is super simple. If you go half in, you're going to get a half result. If you go all in, you're going to get the total result. 
You have to know going in that this is not a quick fix. This is not an overnight success. There's actually a book written on network marketing calling it like the four-year career. Like you go to college for four years to figure out how to do something and then you get out and you make 25000 a year and you're in debt up to your eyeballs. In network marketing, if people actually spent four years, first of all, they wouldn't be in debt up to their eyeballs. They would learn and earn at the same time. And they would come out with an expectation after four years of finally being ready to tackle something and grow something big. Now, for us, it obviously went faster because we treated it like a business out of the gate. You know, I had already known I did the products for three years. I knew I loved them. No one needed to convince me of this. I had to get over my own limiting beliefs about talking about money, about feeling like I was trying to get somebody on my team. Like, I hate that term. Oh my gosh. If I hear one more person say, I need to get them, I'm like, oh, no, 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 no. This is why you're giving network marketing a bad rap because you're not trying to get anybody. And, you know, there's a lot of little things like that you have to work through in yourself so you can truly treat this like the business that it is. It is a legitimate business model that can create so much freedom in your life. And if you treat it like a business and you show up like a business owner, then you will get a business owner result. If you dabble, you will get a dabbler's result. You mentioned beliefs. What are some of the beliefs that you had when you started out that you believe were helpful for you? Well, first of all, I had the belief that it could be done because I had seen so many people do it. So if you're someone that's sitting there thinking, you know, this sounds nice, this sounds like it could be it could be amazing and I'm sure it's great for you, then the first place you got to go is building your belief around normal people that you know or normal people that you read about or hear podcasts on. I mean, there's a gazillion podcasts if you want a great podcast on network marketing, reach out to me. Our friend David Wood, who Rob interviewed previously, he has one. I can't think of the name of it right now. Do you know? Mm, 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 kick, kick ass life. No, he has that. And then it was, there's another one. I think it was just Amped or something, but just Google, yeah. just Google Amped David Wood. Or something, David Wood podcast, but he does one and he talks to people, all different peoples from uh, peoples. Wow. Well, okay. All different people from all different walks of life and how they create success in network marketing. So, you know, the first thing is belief that you can do this. I think that's the first belief that you have to have and that I had coming into this. I believed that I could do it. I also believed that I needed to learn. And, you know, ego is not yo amigo in network marketing. You can be at the top of your game in whatever Insta-famous, online business, you know, physical business world you're coming from. But when you come to network marketing, you're starting at ground zero. So I knew that I had to shut my pie hole and learn from the people that were successful. And I think that is the other belief I had, the belief that I didn't know anything and I needed to actually learn. I think those were two of the biggest things that helped initially. In my experience with interviewing people who are successful in certain areas of their life, there are certain things that they do that people disagree with or think they're crazy. What comes to mind for you that people may disagree with what you do or think you're crazy? I think a lot of people think I'm crazy by putting my life so much into social media and kind of sharing each part of my day 
That's not a requirement, by the way, with network marketing. Like if you're... I talked to a lot of people. I just did a coaching call the other day with one of our members. And she's like, you know, I'm just... I don't want to put everything out there. I'm not trying to like detail out every day, every moment of my day. And that's not for everybody. And you don't have to do that. I have... My best friend does not detail every moment of her day. And she's super successful in network marketing. So... I think a lot of people think I'm crazy that I do that. I think it helps me because people get to know me and they get to see that, you know, my kid cries and throws tantrums. My husband cries and throws tantrums, <laughs> just like anyone else. And that, you know, yes, we live a different life right now. And it, you know, I'll call it the must be nice life, but we created this. You know, if I back this up five years, five years ago, I was like, you know, 400 months pregnant about to deliver in two to three weeks. And, or I was supposed to deliver, I should say, in two weeks, but Sophia had other plans to kind of hang out in there a little bit longer. You know, and we were working twice as hard for half the money. We were in an apartment that was dark, like literally and figuratively. The, we had no energy in our life. We were struggling to figure out what our future were to hold for us. That was five years ago. Fast forward five years, we're doing four months in Europe and you know, loving our life and designing our dream. It's not must be nice. We created this bitch, you know? So I think people think they have to have this, you know, they look at where we, we are today and compare themselves. But if they backed it up and looked at where we were five years ago, the comparison wouldn't be that far off. I agree. Other than beliefs that you've mentioned before, what would you say are the key ingredients? that makes a successful marketer based on what you know thus far? Um, I think that you have to, like I said, drop the ego. You have to be consistent. You have to treat it like a business, which means showing up even when you don't want to, even when you fail. You know, you hear just like in any sales, okay? Life is sales. I don't care what you currently do. If you're the lunch lady, you're selling, you know, the sloppy Joe to the kid. You're in sales. Everything is in sales. So if you can sell something you truly, truly believe in, I think that is going to help you so much. And it's going to help you show up at 100%. And you're going to hear the word no. And when you hear the word no, you bless and release. They're not ready and you move on. It's not something that is a personal attack on you. You just move on. I think that's the first thing. So showing up and giving it 100%. Because I know if you work with me, I've had people who have called and said, I'm ready, I'm doing this, I'm ready to go. And then the moment they get the first no, or their circle is like, oh my God, I can't believe you're doing this too. They they get all scared and they run the other direction because they have fear of what other people think. And that is the biggest fear that will get in between you and your dream. You have got to get outside that comfort zone and not care anymore what those people think. Because I promise you, Rob and I were super skeptical. When we, when my, our good friends, Chris, Lori, Kathy, all these people that we were friends with started network marketing, Rob told them, you're going to tank your brand. You are going to destroy the business that you've worked so hard to build. Why are you doing this? This is crazy. He was quite literally that peanut gallery naysayer. And after three, four years and watching them, boy, we were ready to jump on board and do the same thing. So those naysayers, if you are consistent, 
they will turn around and they will follow suit or at nothing at, at if nothing else if they don't ever order from you or join you they will high five you and so that consistency regardless of what they say that's going to make or break your business what do you think the misconceptions or misunderstandings are that people have about network marketing i think a lot of people put a whole lot of objections up on that are the ones that they see okay so the it's a pyramid scheme well it's not a pyramid scheme it's also not illegal it is you know a business model where you have an unlimited amount of money that you can make and it's dependent on how hard you work and that you can also share and help other people create an income as well it has a physical product or at least in my business we have a physical product i am doing Nothing different than affiliate marketing, except instead of just getting paid one time for introducing someone to a product, I'm getting paid over and over and over and over and over again. Every time they order or anyone they share it with orders, we continue to get paid. That's the only difference between network marketing and affiliate marketing. Like, you know, everybody now, I just got um, an email from a, a legging company that wants me to be an affiliate marketer. I still have to get product. They're giving me a discount code and now I'm going to sell their product and preach it and promote it or they want me to. They want me to preach and promote their leggings on my Instagram, sell their product and all I'm getting is a discount code. Like that's crazy. You know, that's affiliate marketing. And if you do get the 20 bucks in return, fine, but it's not residual. You're not building anything residual. And in network marketing, you're doing the exact same thing. You're taking a product you love you're sharing it, but you're getting paid over and over and over. So it's not a pyramid scheme. It's a legitimate business. That is one of the objections that I think people go after. The other ones, I don't think people are are giving a real objection or saying what their real objection is because I truly think the more I talk to people, most people don't have those surface objections about network marketing. They might have some questions, but they're not like, so this is not why they're they're saying no. I feel like what they're really objecting to is whether or not they believe they can be successful in that business and what they have to do. Some misnomers are that you have to have this big following. You know, I I think I just hit 3,000 people on Instagram. I do not have a big following. We did not tap into some vast audience uh, to build our business. My business is built of people that I'm close to people that I've met and the people that they know. We started with me and Rob and now we're at 8,000 people and we've probably only introduced about 200 into our business. So, you know, people think they have to have this massive following to be able to be successful and that's actually not true. They also think that they don't know anybody. There's so many people I talk to, they're like, I would love to do this. I just don't know anybody. And that's not true either. You talk to people every single day. You went to high school, you went to college, you're connected on social media. You can quite literally create a global business. I did a call the other day with a girl from Australia that I met on Instagram. There is This is unlimited in potential. So you are not stuck in your small town in your high school class. You can build anything that you want. And all you have to do is find the right mentor, the right company that has the right compensation plan and a product that you absolutely love and put everything into it. 
Yeah, I mean, I think there, I think there's a lot of social proof that is around if people are open to looking at it. I'm just thinking about the people in my life, right? So, in my mastermind that I'm in with Chris Harder, um, he's in a the name of his mastermind. I'll give him a plug. Is for the love of money mastermind. It's excellent. And I have people in multiple different uh, network marketing companies that are, you know, doing high six, low seven figures. People in my mastermind that are with us are in different companies than you're in. And you guys are all friends and they're all doing very, very well. So, you know, there's a, there's a, a substantial amount of people that are in my particular world that are in the world of network marketing and doing very, very well. So, that is to talk about the only people at the top are making money, which is just uh, not true. And we, I don't want to go down a rabbit hole of uh, the difference between network marketing or multi-level marketing or how one company differs than the other. That's sort of like outside of the, the, the scope of what I wanted to get into today. But one of the things that I think would be helpful would be for you to talk about what does your day-to-day look like? Because I think a lot of people who are listening to this are saying, okay, you know, I trust you. I listen to your podcast. I, you know, I see that you're traveling around the world. You've, you know, you've been talking about this for the last four plus years. So, you know, there's some credibility in the space, but you know, I'm a mom, I've got multiple kids. I, you know, I'm either staying at home or I'm working. Time is, you know, even if I get past the belief issue, even if I get past the, you don't need to have a big following issue. Like, what does it really look like? You know, I'm not, you know, I'm, I'm not just traveling around the world for four months now. Take me back to the time where, you know, you were working and, you know, in your husband's clinic and, and, you know, you were raising, you know, the 21 year old that you have now, and, you know, you were having a baby, you know, with, uh, with Sophia, like, how were you fitting that into your pocket, to the pockets of your day? And, and what did that look like for somebody who finds themselves in those shoes? Well, so when we had uh, our older daughter, Demi, she's 21 now. But when we were raising her, you know, we weren't in network marketing. I was working in the clinic and you obviously were working in the clinic, family business. And our day was very much revolving around work and Demi. And we would work, I'd go pick her up. She'd sit in the clinic. We'd all drive home together. We'd have dinner, go to bed and repeat tomorrow, right? And that was our life. Now, well, fast forward, not to now, but fast forward to when I started with Sophia, I was still going into the clinic. So I would bring Sophia into the clinic. I would do some work in the clinic. I'd go home and I would, you know, plug in for an hour and say, Rob, can you watch the baby? Or she would take a nap and I'd plug in for an hour and I'd begin to learn first about building. And then when I didn't have to go into the clinic anymore and I began to be able to design my days, that's where it gets really interesting because, you know, again, not everybody wants to be a stay-at-home mom. I get that. Not everybody wants to quit their job. A lot of people really love their job. So what this is about is creating the day and working in the pockets that it works for you. So for me, I with Sophia back when we were building this business, I'd wake up, take her to school, go to the gym, go home. I'd work for like, let's call it a two-hour time block. And working looks like income-producing activities, talking to people, reaching out to people, setting up phone calls with people that are interested, following up with people, enrolling people, coaching my team, putting together programs for my team, all of those things. I do a two-hour time block. 
uh, focused with strategy and intention. And then I would move on and go pick up Sophia and spend my afternoon with Sophia. Now, did I get phone calls asking about products or text or whatever while I had Sophia in the afternoon? I did. And that was a struggle at first. I felt like I was trying to juggle all of these things. And there are moments where I still feel that way. But now I've gotten much better at segmenting my time and saying, I'm going to do this two-hour time block. I'm going to have a two-hour gym block, shower, all of that stuff. I'm going to have a two-hour Sophia block. And I'm going to kind of keep it open and be able to work if I need to work or not if I need to you know, just be with the family and Sophia. So I mean, it all depends. What I love about this is that you truly have the ability to design the day that you need that day. If you want to take a day off, you take a day off. If you want to do a four-hour time block, you do a four-hour time block. There are times where I go to you, Rob, right? And I'll say, this is really big week for me. I'm going to need a lot of your help. And I'm going to need a lot of hands on deck because I'm going to have a lot of calls and I'm going to be helping a lot of people get started, three-way calls, helping my team and all of that. And we'll run for a week. And then the next week, I'll chill. And I'll and I'll just follow up with people and have a much more relaxed lifestyle. So, you know, the point of all of that is that whether you're working full time, you know, or you're a stay at home mom, or you're somewhere in the middle, what network marketing offers is to be able to do this in the pockets of your day, as much or as little as you want. Not everybody has to be a six figure income earner. I have people on the team that make, you know, five hundred to a thousand dollars a month. And that's perfect for them because they're using it to fund family vacations and fund, you know, college funds and different things like that. Not everybody's trying to replace a six-figure income. So you can work as little or as much as you want. How did you reconcile the fact that in the beginning you were putting a lot of time, energy, effort, getting a lot of no's, learning how to learning how the network marketing business worked and getting paid very, very little? And conversely, now not putting that much time in and getting paid consistently a lot. Yeah. How does how did how did you reconcile that? Were you aware of that? And how would you advise somebody to approach that? Well, I think if you have a proper mentor, they're gonna tell you that upfront. And you know, if anyone's ever done a call with me, you know that I'm not sitting here blowing smoke telling you you're gonna be, you know, doing six figures in three months. I'm not doing that. Uh, we have amazing training in our company and our company trains us that on exactly what you said in the beginning, you're going to feel like you are working overtime and not making that much. And then you're going to hit a period where the amount of energy and time you're putting into it is what you're being paid. But then if you just hold on, you're going to hit another period where you may not work as much as you used to, but you're getting paid tenfold. And that is what residual income is. You know, it sounds like it's too big, too good to be true, but it it's really not. It's actually what happens. So if you can wrap your head around the fact that this is a career, and if you went to college and you had to learn about how to become a dentist or a doctor or whatever, like let's look at you, Rob. How many years did it take for you to do your prerequisites for chiropractic school? Four years of college, um, about a year and a half of prereqs, maybe two, and then four years of chiropractic school. Okay. So is it fair to say it, it took you eight to 10 years to become a doctor? 
took me eight to 10 years to come out with uh, almost $200,000 in debt and no income, but yes. Okay. And how much was your first salary? Mm. My first year as a chiropractor, God, that was 1857. <laughs> ah, I mean, shit. You know, I would say because I was unlicensed and I was waiting for my license, which it based on like when I graduated, it took a long time. So I would say like 35,000 because I was unlicensed. And then when I got licensed, I maybe bumped up to 50,000 and probably two years, I probably hit a hundred. Okay. So it took you 12 years to make a hundred, to make a hundred thousand dollars, right? Yeah. A year. Yeah. Okay. Plus you were 200,000 in debt. Yeah. So you had to pay back. Two hundred thousand. Right. So I was. I was. I made. I made zero money for you know three 15, for fifteen years. <laughs> yeah. For, no, actually, I paid my student loans back in a couple of years. It's only because it was just that I. I just didn't want that debt there. But I got your point. I mean, like it took a good twelve years before I was making that. Well, look. Let's put it into now that you have that in the rearview mirror. If we, if I kind of compare that same trajectory with network marketing, I was able to replace my chiropractic income. In four years. Yeah. Actually in three years. Yeah. Within, yeah, let's call it three and a half, somewhere, okay. in that, somewhere in that range. So this is my point. Okay. So people look and they're like, oh yeah, no, that's a scam. Well, I don't know. School seems kind of like a scam. You pay all of this money, you end up in debt and then you end up, and you are a doctor. Like you take the average person that does four years of school, comes out with a hundred, 150,000 in debt and they're making 30,000 a year. That looks like a scam to me. So for me, when I looked at... And I had gone to college. My degree is in exercise physiology. I had a great job. I made a good living. I gave up my job when Rob and I got married so we could travel more. And so I could help him in the clinic. And we had more... We had a different plan. But you know, that four years of education, plus what I paid for it, plus all of this stuff, I look at network marketing and I'm, I was like, okay. So it makes perfect sense to me that it's going to take me a little bit of time to learn it to learn this career, to learn this new business. And then I have to actually implement and create that success and build that team and build that sales team and all of those things. I wasn't looking at this as an overnight success. Our goal was in three to four years to have you replace your income. That was our goal. And that's what we did. And you know that it's, doesn't you know, to me. It's funny because uh, coincidentally, here we are having this conversation after that goal was attained from you know Montenegro. Right. You know? And now the next goal is, of course, I want to keep growing my business, but the freedom that I feel right now that, you know, people say this, the world is your oyster. There's two times where I feel I have felt this in my life. When I graduated high school and I had, you know, I could pick what college I went to and where I could go to college and what I was going to study. Like that, that freedom feeling of I can do anything I want right now. I'm old enough. I can go where I want, how I want. That freedom, I remember that feeling. And it was so incredible. And now I had this feeling. I haven't had it until you and I were taking a boat ride the other day. You had Sophia in your lap. So I was just chilling in the back of the boat and just enjoying the the wind and the sun in the landscape. And I had that same feeling of if we wanted to, we could say, fuck it, we're staying in Europe. If we wanted to, we could say, 
you know what? We're going to go back and we're going to build a different business. We can do anything we want because we spent four years building a financial foundation of residual income that's allowing us to do what we want to do. It's a, That's what allowed you to do this podcast. That's what allowed you to do the work hard, play hard mastermind. That's what has allowed us to take this break. Like without this, we would not be doing this at all. We would, you would be adjusting somebody right now, hearing the complaint about their back. I'd probably be sitting at the front desk and Sophia would be with a nanny. That would be our life right now. But it's not because we chose to do something different. So if you're listening to this and you find yourself, what the last part of what Kim just said seems so far for you, you know, you're working, you've got kids, you've got a mortgage, you feel very, very tied and that feels far away. Understand that it was a four-year process. Understand that it was a goal that we set. Understand that there was a lot of shit in between those four years that we had to figure out and learn. But here's the thing that I hope will, I, I hope is being communicated throughout the course of this podcast is that this is a platform and a vehicle that if you're open to learning a new skill set and you're open to coaching and you're open to getting over some of the preconceived notions and misunderstandings that you that you may have about what the profession is, that if you're willing to get through that and do the work, that three to four years from now, you can come on the other side of it and you can have a radically different life if you want a different life, or you can have a radically more enhanced life if you love your life, but there's certain things that you want to make better. And let's just be honest, money makes a lot of things better, right? So um, I hope that helped. What we tried to do here is give you the, you know, within 30 minutes or less, um, our story about how we got into it, step away from all the bullshit that's associated with the hype around come join my network marketing team and you're going to be a multimillionaire next week and tell you the truth the upsides and the downsides about it. And if you're if you're finding yourself with more questions, then uh, I'm going to volunteer you at Kim Murgatroyd on Instagram. Send her a slide into her DMs. Oh God, as the please kids, don't say that. As the kids are saying, if you guys want to, you can't Netflix and chill with her because she's taken, <laughs> but you can slide into her DMs. No, please don't slide anywhere. You know, here's what I love to do. I love to brainstorm with people and reverse engineer their goal. So if you have a goal to send your kid to college, if you have a goal to, you know, what's the, what is the bill sitting on your desk right now that you hate that bill every single month? Is it the car payment? Is it the mortgage? Is it the medical payment? Is it the student loan payment? What is that bill? Take that bill and let's reverse engineer a way to make some money for you to make that bill go away. Well, there you have it, ladies and gentlemen. I hope this helped. And uh, I think the next time we're going to be speaking to them, we're going to be in a new country. Is that right? We are. Where are we going next? Croatia. And it's uh, Dubrovnik, right? Dubrovnik. Dubrovnik. Well, that's it from our last day in Montenegro. Hope this helped and we'll see you next week. All right. Thanks for listening. If you love this episode and you know someone that needs some help in either stepping up their work hard game or 
their play hard game, it would mean the world to me if you shared this podcast with them to help me get this movement out there. So if you like what you heard, head on over to iTunes, take 30 seconds and leave me a five-star review and I will be forever grateful. So until the next episode, excuses are over. It's time to live.